My mother believed and my father believed that if I wanted to be president of the United States, I could be, I could be vice president. This is America. Former Vice President Joe Biden has been elected president of the United States. It is my greatest honor and privilege to have been your president. We will be back in some form. We are still deeply divided. Public health experts warned this was coming unless more was done. And here we are now. Are you proud of what happened here today? Absolutely. Never before in American history has there been an uprising like this. Of the 75 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump, I don't know how many today are feeling, dear God, what was I thinking? But I would wager a lot more are thinking, let's carry on this fight. Character matters. It matters. Tell them the truth matters. The 21st century is going to be the American century. Because we lead not only by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. That is the history of the journey of America. Primary debates are about cutting down the field of candidates who eventually want to land the nomination for the major party. Now, cutting down process can look like a lot of things. Well, at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California, where seven Republicans showed up ready for the scrap. It looked like this. And I will say something. Muscles, yes. I think you have more than time to explain yeah. your point. Well, if I, I was interrupted by a lot of people here, and I want to be respectful I because I yeah. believe these you were respectful people, last debate. But I do not yeah. believe in these. We're sitting here in the Reagan Library. Yes, I wish you would do that. In honor of Ronald Reagan's library, if I may. Well, from one, Tim, listen, from one admirer listen, of Ronald all, Reagan all to another. From one admirer of Reagan to another, we cannot do deals This isn't productive. I want to hear about that. Let's have a policy debate. What's going on? Let us have a policy debate. Let's have out their record. Let's have a policy debate. And the right answer is we need to declare independence from China. And I will see that through. Rain, it's like when somebody has RT primetime on in one room of the house and then in another room and there's a slight delay. It was absolute gobbledygook for 80% of this. And... I would say that even Republican Party members were like, what was the point of this? Surely this shouldn't happen again. Well, Charlotte, I can tell you because I'm in Los Angeles and Simi Valley is just, it's a 40-minute drive up up to, and it's one of the most beautiful. Now, I do not share the reverence for the Ronald Reagan Library, I have to say, and Ronald Reagan in general and this figure of worship. But I went up because it's, you know what I mean, it's... The spin room with these things is always interesting. There's always an interesting sort of ambience, but all I could sense was frustration, just frustration from the audience, frustration in the spin room, frustration from the GOP strategists and handlers, frustration from everyone because uh, they were angry at the moderators because they felt that they had let the the debate slip from their grasp, which I kind of agree with to a large degree. Uh, There was just, it was a, Pardon the expression, but it was just a shit show. It was literally, I had a headache by the end of it. I was just going, oh, God almighty. And there's something about that place because it's a big glass kind of hangar and it's got a big stupid plane and the Air Force one in the middle of it. And it's got, I've seen a lot of events there. You know, Liz Cheney spoke there, various people. It's the kind of go-to place normally for Republicans. If you have any ambitions at becoming president, your first port of call, you have to worship at the altar of Ronald Reagan. And it was so weird because... Just even while they were all on stage last night, it kind of did remind me of how far and how much the Republican Party has changed. Because 
for starters, Ronald Reagan, and of course they do genuflect every time they mention his name, in, in theory anyway, he provided an amnesty for three million illegal immigrants. He would never, whatever people would say about whatever criticisms, he would never have advocated to stop funding Ukraine and let Putin ride roughshod over a democratic country. And like just so many other things as well, he certainly wouldn't have been softballing the, the United Auto Workers and, and kind of tiptoeing around that strike. But I just thought this whole phony thing of paying homage to Reagan and running the old clips of him and his debate, which weren't that funny in the first place, frankly. Yeah. But just the, the mess on stage and the rancor and the anger and the stupidity and the pointlessness of this debate, because everyone there, and I really felt that from the audience, everyone there knows that barring a meteorite or a heart attack or some other act of God, shall we say, that Donald Trump is very likely going to be the candidate. And this is a pointless sideshow. It's just these people who are up on stage sniping at each other, making no sense, talking over each other. And the whole point surely should be that if you are trying to get the nomination, if you're trying to carve out a path for yourself, then you've got to take on Donald Trump. And none of them, Donald Trump, let's not forget, just last week, he suggested or appeared to endorse the suggestion that the former, well, he's still, he's on his way out the door, but, but Mark Milley, the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the most senior military commander in America, basically should be executed. I don't think even Kim Jong-un has said that kind of thing in public. He might have done it in private. But it, but it didn't come up. It didn't come up in the debate. Like, it didn't come up. So the only thing that Donald Trump's spineless opponents were crapping on about and complaining about was that he didn't come to the party. He's not here. Why isn't he here? He didn't show up. <laughs> It was like six children where, where the clown didn't show up at the birthday party. And I mean, obviously I, the, the highlight of that had to be Chris Christie with this doozy. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. When you say like children's party, he's like, you know what, well, you know what we're going to call you, Donald, it's Donald Duck. He's supposedly one of the better debaters. He has positioned himself as the adult, as the guy who's not afraid to take on Trump. The only thing he took Trump on for was not turning up. He never said at any point with all this debate about law enforcement and lawlessness and whatever, he never said, by the way, the leading candidate is being charged with 91 criminal offences. Yes. By the way, the leading candidate, speaking about the US and, and whatever, he never said the leading candidate floated the idea of executing the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Nowhere were, I mean, to me... Chicken it's, shits it's, is the word that comes so to mind. shocking that you could have a former president speak like that about it, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and, and that not a single Republican would even raise their voice in protest. Can I hate whataboutism. I hate it. I hate it. But can you imagine if Barack Obama had said that about Joe Dunford? It's unthinkable that he would have been allowed to remain president. He would have mm. been impeached before you could have said yeah. chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Um, oh yeah, and, he would have been put in jail. <laughs> and so it's to me, so basically, people say Donald Trump won. I actually don't think he did. I think the winner, in a weird way, was Joe Biden, because I know America, I cannot figure out America at the moment. I do not know what's going on. But I think that any sane adult looking at that last night 
and then thinking the other guy, the big guy, you know, child number one, didn't even bother to show up, as they kept pointing out. Um, and that this, these seven were the alternatives, would probably think another four years of Joe Biden is kind of not a bad idea. The other thing that was strange um, backstage in the spin room, Gavin Newsom was there, the governor of California. The, oh, he Gav. was Okay. He was killing himself laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. Eating, eating the, peanuts. <laughs> the unmitigated glee. At the, and I thought, A, I thought, why are you here? Well, you're governor of California. You can, be, you can go to anything you want in California, basically. But the fact that he kind of rolled on up, and it, it does make you think, look, okay, Joe Biden is running. And I think even if Joe Biden had considered folding his tent before Basically, the the window to um, pull out is now just a couple of days away because in October names start going on the ballots, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and and that's it. The, the deal yeah. is done. But I think that had Biden even been contemplating, maybe you know, may, I think the impeachment has just made everyone think, you know what, screw them. Don't yeah. don't be bounced out of the White House by these thugs. Yeah. Uh, but Newsom was was like he literally couldn't contain his glee at the clown show. And the thing is, you may as well laugh because it made no sense. And for me, there were so many low points. But the one that I thought I've always thought Tim Scott, the the senator from South Carolina, is the most overrated politician in America. And when he started going on to Nikki Haley about fifty thousand dollar curtains, the curtains. He, Oh I just gosh. thought, it's like, what planet are we'll, you We'll play on? the clip in because it really was one of the lowest lows in the whole thing, even though Nikki Haley had a pretty good debate. Secondly, on the uh, curtains, do your yes. homework, Tim, because Obama bought those curtains. Did you send them back? It's in the press. Did you send them back? It's the State Department. Did you send them Did back? Did you send them back? You're the one that works in Congress. Oh, my gosh. You get it. You time. hung them on your, your, your curtains. I, they your were curtains. there before I even showed up at the residence. You were... I, everything's relative. I actually thought she was pretty cringy for most of it. And even her going, I didn't you send them back. I didn't use yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorting she, shit from shite. She, um, she was the best of a bad bunch on, on the It night. was such a bad bunch. And I thought her first debate, she had a, a good outing. I thought last night she didn't do so well. She seemed much more, there was much less substance and that kind of carping and talking over each other. And even she managed to put Vivek Ramaswamy in his place pretty well in the first debate. I didn't think she did so good at it in the second debate. I thought she seemed just much more unpleasant than than authoritative you know what i mean she just seemed like they, they just seem like a thoroughly unpleasant bunch of people that you yeah. would not want one of them in your home under any circumstance no and, matter and, what and like you say like the pointlessness is the thing that i've been yeah. reflecting yeah. on over the last 48 hours because they seemed to have surrendered to Donald Trump. They seem to have accepted we can't win. And not surprising given the lead when you look at the polls and how commanding it is. Yeah. So are they literally in a holding pattern around the airport in case the man dies? Is that literally what this is? This these yeah. are because he has said he will not use any of them as vice president. So is that what this is? Well, it's so interesting because Donald Trump, when he was doing his shtick at the non-unionized um, auto plant in Detroit, which, which doesn't even have unionized workers, he basically was openly mocking them on the stage there and yep. saying, yeah, they're all looking for jobs in the cabinet or whatever. Anyone, anyone, you think I'm a work vice president? Nah, don't think so. So he is acting exactly as though he's already 
the nominee. And, and, and that the, he and his reflection on this is that this is just a pointless sideshow and they're all just auditioning to be, to get jobs in my cabinet and they can all feck off. That's kind of what he's, his attitude is. Now, Donald Trump, of course, can turn on a sixpence, so he may well make one of them his vice president. I kind of had thought that Kirsty Nome it was in with a very strong chance because she ticks a lot of the Trump kind of MAGA boxes. But I'm not sure because there are issues in her personal life and I don't want to be getting into them. But I think now I know that Trump is shameless, but I don't think he applies the same standards to women as he applies to himself. So I'm not sure if, if, if a, as I say, there are things in her personal life that, that may mitigate against her. But I don't see him giving, asking any of them to be his running mate. Well, certainly Mike, <laughs> Mike Pence and Chris Christie can certainly yeah. rule themselves. Let's hold that thought right there, because we've an awful lot for people to enjoy in this episode. As you say, it's been such a busy week, including Republicans struggling to provide proof of wrongdoing at Joe Biden's impeachment inquiry. The shutdown looks inevitable. McCarthy limps towards that. We'll get to that. Joe Biden, the dog has bitten somebody again. We've got to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Did they ever feed him? (laughs) Yeah, Jesus, it's a sign the dog needs feeding. The threat of civil war is coming up more and more if your social media algorithm is like mine. I want to get into that in the second half of the show. But I guess the first thing I want to talk about is this judge's ruling. A New York judge ordered the dissolution of businesses owned by former President Donald Trump and his associates. This ruling came out on Tuesday, found that the ex-president and his company committed fraud, a decision that would have a devastating impact on on Trump's companies. Now, this doesn't seem to have won an awful lot of ink over here. I don't know why. Is Can you yeah. explain the significance of this ruling and what might happen from here? This is huge. And, and you're right. I think it's just that every day there is another Trump ruling, whether it's in a criminal or a civil case, that would be for anybody else devastating. And there seems to be something about almost, as in when Trump was president, where one scandal just cancelled out another. And that seems to be what's happening here. Now, yeah, the, uh, there's no surprise that this judge, um, Arthur Angeron, he's the New York State Supreme Court. Basically, what he did was um, he just determined in the ruling that, yes, you know what, We have decided here, because this isn't going to be a jury trial, by the way, this is a trial that's just presided over by by a judge. And he said, look, we've decided, and I've decided that, yes, as a matter of fact, you did inflate the value of your properties by huge sums of money to gain favorable terms on loans and insurance. You did commit fraud. And what happens is licenses, business licenses are issued in the state of New York to carry on business for any business, whether it's real estate, entertainment, hospitality, whatever. And it seems that if this ruling stands, and I, I assume Trump is going to appeal it, that these licenses will be revoked. Now, if these licenses are revoked, Trump cannot do business. And not just him, but his Ivanka Trump, Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr. are also implicated in this. And in fact, they are all going to be called as witnesses and um, in the trial, which the trial starts on Monday proper and and there will be i think there will be at least 30 witnesses called but the 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 trial is just to determine 
basically how much how much of a fine Donald Trump should have to pay. And the witnesses and what they say will basically not be used to determine whether or not he committed fraud. That has already been decided. It will be it will go to deciding the now, the figure that's being bandied about at the moment is $250 million. It remains to be seen. But what it looks like will happen is that Trump, his former, or his current, I should say, fresh out of Rikers, Alan Weisselberg, his chief financial officer, and Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka Trump, and Eric Trump will all be called on to testify. This is devastating for the Trump organization, for the brand, not just the fact that they may well have to sell it all off. Now, they could move the whole thing to Florida and they could operate their businesses out of Florida. Will they be allowed to? They have all these properties in New York. You have Trump Park Avenue. You have Trump on um, 57th Street. You have Trump on Avenue of the Americas. You have the Trump Tower and the triplex apartment, which is just on the corner of the west side. I used to pass it every day, indeed, in New York. And and your Um, favourite place, the Winchester uh, County Golf Club. uh, Indeed. The the one that looks like the the spa. For, what, for what a loss! What a loss that'll be. Yeah. Uh, but so you you really it's it's and then of course there's the Seven Springs. Where where is the Trump wine? I think that's in Virginia. I think his vineyard, his that's vineyard, safe. as I as he grandly. And then of course there's the other National Golf Club, which is in the Hudson Valley. So you have all of these properties that the licenses to operate them may well be withdrawn. In which case. I don't know because I, I've been looking at the, this from a business angle and um, they may all just be sold off. That could be one thing that he does. He, You know what? He's 77 now. He's running for president again. God knows the, the children, I suspect he could care less what they end up doing. And he may think, well, maybe I'll just cut my losses and sell the whole lot off. But what is the actual value of any of these buildings? If he were to sell them off, commercial property has lost a lot of money in New York. It's not that valuable anymore. Golf courses generally don't make a lot of money either. So what would he make? Would he even make enough to pay a $250 million fine? I, I suppose he would. Uh, but this is for Trump, who built this empire as this, the world's best brand, the most luxury, you know, the, basically a byword for, well, luxury, according to Donald Trump. But, you know, that it was this brand that he had built up and built up and sort of hawked around the world. And for it to come to such a kind, I didn't expect this, to be quite honest. I thought the trial would play out. I thought Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, had a strong case. But for the judge to basically weigh in on her side and basically concede everything she was claiming in advance of the trial, yeah. I was pretty shocked by that. I, I thought, it, like, I honestly thought this was going to be the top of the 6-1 news here. No. But, like, it got nothing. It got nothing. Yeah. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that, I, I believe, right? We talked about Russell Brand last week and what an open yeah. secret it was that he was a predator, essentially, around the business. And so that, that, that we all walked around going that that's, that's what it is and nobody's going to do anything about it. Forbes magazine has been for years s- stating exactly how much this man is exaggerating his net worth, including like the, the floor space of his Manhattan penthouse. Yeah. I mean, was that part of this that everybody kind of knows? But of course, he's putting top on it. it. He's yeah. putting top on how much hair he has. There's, yeah. there's, no, there's no way that this wasn't happening. Is that part yeah. of the reasons why this didn't make as many 
I think it's got to be because he said, did he say his penthouse was 30,000 square feet? I remember everybody just laughing. Anyway, when, when it came out, I was like, I get a grip. Seriously. Like all of these. He said so- it had 35 foot ceilings. Yeah. <laughs> That's what <Yeah>. he said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, you can see, you can see why people are just going, yep, okay. But, but there are, I think, I, as I understand it, there are about 500 different entities under this Trump um, organization umbrella. And this is where, again, not to get down the weeds, but I don't know how, how do you, do you sell them all off individually? Mm. Are 500, are there 500 different licenses? Will they all be withdrawn? What will they do then with all of these white elephants if they can't get buyers? And of and course, who want, yeah, who wants them? And all this money, he owes all this money in loans, of course. You know, it's not like he, he any of these are owned outright, you know. And so what will happen? Will the banks come in and foreclose will, and try and sell them off to the highest bidder? There's the value of the brand is, I, you know, I don't see anybody else paying top dollar for the Trump brand. Presumably they would buy the buildings and take the name off. So I, I don't, this is such a mess. I mean, to the point where I, it's beyond anyone's i think comprehension i don't know if you are donald trump now you probably go to bed and go through your various legal problems it must be like counting sheep so you count the 91 <laughs> in the charges backwards and then you count all of your 500 businesses separate entities that you're going to lose and then you count the, the of course the, the you've got the documents the the million pages of classified documents or whatever and then you've got the stuff in georgia and how The amount of legal hot water he's in is just bewildering. I can't even get my head around it. Um, You'd have to say he's unflappable, though. Or in denial. Well, I get get flapped quite easily when when I put my when I go to pay for something and it says we're contacting your bank now, I'll go, oh, God, don't don't go to them. <laughs> don't mention this. <laughs> I'll get like I do get I, I think I'm a cool enough head, but he wakes up every morning with all of this over him. Like whatever you think about his ability to rule the country, that there that is a quality of some sort, Marion, because I would not be able to leave the house with the stress of this. He, he is not stressed out about it in any way, shape or form. Well, if anything, he's picking it. up speed. He's not admitting it, I think. And I suppose if you go into a state of extreme denial and you channel all your energy into getting back into the White House and by God, then everyone's going to pay. And possibly that's what he's thinking. I just need to become president again. And then that judge is going before a firing squad and that one's going to the electric chair and that one, by God, is going to have his fingernails pulled out. You know, so you wonder if maybe this is what's sustaining him, the fact that he's thinking, I'm going to get back in there. I've got and to get. By the, God, everyone's going to pay that. I've got to get the WWE the, belt back. Yeah, off yeah. but it's bewildering. It's the, the just the legal mess, even the legal fees that he has ratcheted up, um, and the, the different teams of lawyers covering different cases, the crossovers, the lawyers that have become witnesses, the lawyers that have become co-defendants. It's it's absolutely bewildering. And yet. And yet it doesn't come up in this GOP debate. In fact, the only problem they seem to have with him was his adding to the national debt. Like, that's the worst thing this guy has done in his time in office. In the meantime, Republicans struggle to put together any 
would you say any evidence of wrongdoing by Joe Biden oh during goodness. a hearing on Thursday? Well, that's yeah. uh, this is the newly launched impeachment inquiry that Marion and I have been talking about for weeks now. The hearing didn't go well. You have to say, Marion, <laughs> it's not a good start. I honestly, I watched this unfold and I was just stunned because I did think they must have something. They must have something. Yeah. You don't, you basically don't, you know, it's the equivalent of a cop just pulling you over and hauling you down to the bridewell or whatever and saying, don't worry, we'll find something. We'll find something. Yeah, when we get there. They, they have nothing on Biden and they even admitted it. In the impeachment hearing today, it was like, yeah, well, we're going to keep looking until we find it. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, oh, my God. And with her Hunter Biden, the gall of these Republicans, she's there waving this picture of a woman who appears to be naked from the picture. And she's going, Hunter Biden, sex trafficked women, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, but there has never been a suggestion that Hunter Biden sex trafficked underage girls. Matt Gates. Is under us is is still yeah. under her big body in the Republican Party was was the subject of a nine month criminal investigation for sex trafficking an underage girl. He's still the subject of an ethics committee inquiry for doing that and for multiple other charges. And yet it's like they're they're just throwing anything at the wall. It's just a basic, and this is me going back to like just your first year in law school. There's a basic thing that if you claim there's a crime. You need fact witnesses, as in somebody to say, yes, I was there, I saw that happening. But instead, they brought in expert witnesses who were there speculating about what would be the case if there were fact witnesses, which there were not. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so at one point, I think it was, it was one of the Democrats who, who spoke, and she said, she said to Jonathan Turley is a law professor at Georgetown University. He's a conservative shill. He's like a, an Alan Dershowitz. Anyone who pays him, he'll get up there and, and be an expert witness for as long as they're conservative. And he even conceded that he had said if 35 times during his, like, if there is evidence against Hunter Biden, if there is evidence against Joe Biden. And it, it's just incredible i mean impeachment has long since stopped having any any meaning you know really it's not something that i think that nobody believes that any president will ever be impeached since nixon nobody believed clinton would be impeached nobody believed trump would be impeached because it takes two-thirds of the senate majority to do so and you just don't get those those figures and in, in such a, a, a partisan um sort of environment so i don't think they're even going to get the votes to get it to a trial because this isn't even an inquiry. This is a, a, the most hollow show. But in the meantime, and this is the bit that you really have to say, my God, Republicans, shoot yourselves in the face. Why don't you? In the meantime, as this charade is playing out, the country is limping, not even limping, it's galloping towards the shutdown. Yeah. And, and you just think, well, what is the purpose of this Congress that Kevin McCarthy has no control over his conference. He has no control over his caucus. He certainly has no control over the Freedom Caucus. And, and that they are literally just, it's like the Real Housewives of, of I don't know, Capitol Hill. Yeah. It's just drama well, and conflict for the sake of drama and conflict. Wouldn't that frighten you a little bit, though, Marion? Because for those not really paying attention to how all this is playing out, 
and why this is occurring. If you were some way on the fence about supporting Donald Trump and his ability to rattle things up in Washington and change things up, it, it would play into that thought. If you're not fully paying attention, you would think, yeah, we need to we need to change this. We need to get this man back in there. Now, I, yeah. I, I am qualifying that, but I'm just saying, doesn't this stuff give you a little bit of a, a fright to think? Oh, it's dangerous because you know what? This One of the things that springs to mind um, with me is that when I was covering the 2004 election, now John Kerry was a dreadful candidate. He managed to be arrogant, dull, and, and just not very good at being a candidate at all. But he was the Democratic nominee and he was a war hero. Whether, regardless of what people thought about the Vietnam War, there was no denying, or at least until 2004, his record as somebody who received Purple Hearts for bravery and who, who was regarded as a war hero of the era. Now, George W. Bush was a draft dodger. There was no doubt about that. He had gone missing for months. He disappeared, you know, somewhere. And he claimed he was flying around Texas in the in the National Reserve Air Force, but nobody knew where he was. Um, he was an out-and-out draft dodger, and that was never really disputed. But yet this thing happened that was called swift boating, where a story was made up, it was fabricated basically about John Kerry and did he was he on this boat when he said he was, was he maybe he was on a different boat and oh my God, he lied about the boat he was on or he lied about the river he went up on that boat. And they made it all about how John Kerry was the liar and the fake and that George W. Bush was the person with integrity. When it came when it came to to this really emotive era, when when you know the the kids of rich, the sons of rich children were 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 being able to buy their way out of Vietnam, like Trump, like Bush, like all of them, and guys like John Kerry went and did their duty, even if they were doing it for a war they didn't believe in. Now and and yet they flipped the whole script so that people stop thinking of John Kerry as a war hero. And now already polls are showing that a significant number of Americans believe that Joe Biden did something wrong. I think one poll said 61% of Americans believe that maybe he is corrupt. Maybe he was corrupt in some way. Now, we can't say for sure that nothing is going to come out. But what we can say for certain is that so far, nothing has come out to suggest or to support any allegations by the Republicans that the Biden crime family is a corrupt influencing peddling, influence peddling entity, because there is no evidence that, yes, everybody knows that Hunter Biden had addiction problems. Yes, everybody knows that he shamelessly traded on his father's name and on the Biden brand. But there is, Hunter Biden isn't an elected official. And, and there is nothing that has been proven so far, never even shown, never mind proven, that would suggest that Joe Biden is in any way culpable. Now, he may well be, we may find out at some point, oh my God, did he really, was he? But at the moment, there's nothing. And to bring an impeachment inquiry on the basis of fresh air, of nothing, is, is unheard of. Because you know, with the Trump impeachments, we knew he admitted himself he made that phone call to Zelensky, strong-arming him and saying, you're not getting that $400 million unless you bring a criminal investigation into Joe Biden. You know, So we knew that. Trump didn't deny that call took place. And we saw what happened on January 6th with our own eyes. So there was plenty of reason. In order for this to get to the next stage, which would be the impeachment trial, there will have to be a vote in the House. And I think that there won't be enough Republicans 
to push this through. Well, I think amazing. that it, it's amazing that it, it's happened so fast and how quickly the House of Cards has come tumbling down. Uh, yeah. We've so much more to talk about, as always, over on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. Come on over and hear the rest of my chat with Marion each week, double size episodes. Maybe this is the week that you pop over and sign up and start enjoying some of the bonus content that we have. There's literally hundreds of hours of interviews and good stuff for you to enjoy. I am still out on tour and will be for the foreseeable future. We have announced a whole load of new dates across the UK and Ireland. They're all on sale today at 9 a.m. So you can go to jigzer.com and find wherever you are there's probably a place i'm going to be nearby nace and limerick this weekend bristol next weekend and then london for two shows in leicester square theater which are both already sold out but shepherd's bush empire is gonna be the place i'll be on march 8th for their london listeners it's a big one i'd love you to be there come on over to jigzer.com tickets for that one go on sale on october 6th but patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad is the place to go to hear the rest of this chat. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? This is America. A lot of people who would probably consider themselves liberal have done very well financially under the Donald Trump four years. You encouraged espionage against our people. You condemn any interference by Russia in the American election. By Russia or anybody else. Russia, please, if you can, get us Hillary Clinton's emails. Please, Russia, please. To renew America, we must revitalize our democracy.